Alright, fella, that's to any request. Can I play your guitar? Through Wonderwall. I'm a good singer. Can I sing with you? Oh, give us another. Come on, mate. One more song. 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 Hello and welcome to the One More Songcast. I'm Lee. I'm Luke. Right, so we've got a second Lee joining us today, Mr. Lee Jones from Flash Flood. How are we, Lee? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Right. I only saw you last. Uh, when was it? When was Friday. it? Friday. Friday. Good gig, wasn't it? it was good. It was a good gig. Yeah. Good. So. Me and Lee are in Flash Floods as the band, five-piece band normally, but we did our first gig as a trio. How did you find it, Lee? Because we had a few teething issues. I was, to just, I was just saying, actually, it's Luke. Luke, Luke yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Sorry, we've only sorry. met once, haven't we? Uh, we have, actually. The only time we met was when, when you recorded the Do You Do Wonderwall part in the uh, in the theme song. So. <laughs> For some reason I did it in a southern accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's meant to be a northern, <laughs> northern <laughs> podcast that we've got. Southern Wonderwall, yeah. yeah. Really bad Southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a I'm going to listen to every time you do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it was all right, wasn't it? But I think we could have done with a bit more rehearsal, couldn't we? On that, yeah, I think... But it, I think it went down all right. Yeah, think, it, well, to be fair, because it was Ladies' Day at the Grand National, um, half the people, half the customers at the Alston had been at Ladies' Day all day and they'd been on the beers since nine yeah, o'clock in the yeah. morning. Yeah. So people were singing along, but we just got no cheers between songs because yeah. it was like they didn't know where they were. Yeah, no. <laughs> there, was a, there was a girl flamenco dancing at the end. Oh yeah, stuff. to she what was class? She just, flamenco dancing. She was just for some reason she she was like literally stamping the, yeah. the floor. Yeah, I thought she was going to go through the floor at one point, and she, she was in pretty high heels as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but we didn't do any flamenco. But no, we didn't do any flamenco. <laughs> And we did a bit of jazz, uh, we did a bit of like a swing version of uh, Oh, we did, yeah. Uh, uh, somebody, somebody Told, told me, me By The Killers. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'd like yeah. to hear that version, to yeah. be fair. Was, that, yeah. was it, that completely improvised? You know, did, have you heard of Mike Flowers Pops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Flowers yeah. Pops, he kind of did it like in the 90s. It was the 90s, wasn't it? I'm sure it was the 90s. Yeah. Maybe. It did, it did, was that he did a Wonderwall version? That's yeah, right. Yeah. So, he, yeah, so yeah. he did all these, all these like yeah. really good jazz versions. Oh, nice. Of, uh, yeah. And, it's a good idea. It went down better. It went down better than Chris thought it was going to go down. <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was thinking of. Uh, have you heard of Dread Zeppelin? Dread Zeppelin. No, the tribute. I guess in their tribute act. But it's it's a, it's an Elvis who sings reggae versions of Led Zeppelin songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. So I guess, you know, like when it comes to twisting. There's one to check out. So, um, how would you describe yourself then? So, obviously, we know you're a bassist. Um, how would you describe yourself with what you do musically? Oh, musically. Uh, oh, I've started. I, I think I started doing. It's funny. I got. A, I got a picture last night of me when I was 16. So when I started, I was. I was into. I was into heavy metal and things like that. But then kind of got into more of the blues really blues bluesy yeah. and jazzy yeah. type stuff yeah. but i've not really actually playing that live so i used to play in it like with the with the uka bass okay right like with me dad he, he plays like sax right um so and then al al mckenna 
he's he's another guy who's who's been around for a good while, like on the on the Preston music scene. Yeah, writes his own songs. So and, and so we used to just go around all the all the open mics nice, doing nice. doing jazz jazz songs cool, and stuff like that. Cool. It, was, it was all right. It was good. So so yeah. So I've kept when I'm writing my own thing, I've not really. I'm just getting more confidence up with that now. Yeah, we'll you know, get to that. Like, you know, we, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, do you want to start off with our opening question? Yeah. So, Lee Jones, what does music mean to you? Oh, what does music mean to me? I, th- I think, for me, it's a communication. It, it's it's definitely something that that you've you've got to put your heart and soul into. Mm. It's something that that you 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 want to move people. And it, that's what it's about. Absolutely, you know, it's 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 more the vibe. I, I get there's loads of people who are into shredding and and playing fast fingers, mm. and I, and I, and I, and, I, and I, I appreciate it. I mean, I've I've been into you know you know heavy metal and thrash sort of music. The, the, the guitarist, you know, like Kirk Hammett, and, yeah. you, and you've got you know all these guys who can play amazing soul solos. But for me, it's the vibe. It's the, the, it's the whole band. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's that's a good answer. That's a good answer. That's a first. That everyone's actually come up with a different Sl- one. Ever so slightly, aren't they? Yeah, yeah I yeah. think everyone is really going for that, and you kind of summed it up in one word: communication. Because it does just speak to you. I was speaking yeah, to someone yeah. about this the other day, and like they're like, "What? Why? Why music?" And I was like, "Because it just spoke to me, and that's that's yeah. it." So communication is a very very good answer. It's like it's like yeah, I think the. The songs that really hit you, the ones that, that come out with, I mean, it's like, when you, I mean, when, when I'm thinking now, you know, like, when you come off the top of your head and you're in an interview situation, <laughs> but it's like when you think of Wonderwall, for instance, the, as soon as that, that opening chords come on, I mean, I know everybody, it's, it's played to death now. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the, the way that opens up, and like, if you, if you listen to that in a, with a really good stereo system and like, listen to it, it, it just comes at you yeah you know mm. when it comes in it, yeah and that's the kind of thing you're after you want it's you weird want as well isn't it so you say about you, communication but like different songs and different it's weird how different songs in different genres speak to different people in different ways yeah as well, isn't it? yeah you know, it's crazy i, I love i love the way that, that a song will come on and it it, it instantly transports you straight mm. to where you were when you absolutely uh, and certain times Certain groups of friends, certain things that were going yeah, on, yeah. breakups, or you know, all that kind Absolutely, of thing. You know, yeah, you know yeah. the Killers album, the Hot Fuzz. Uh, that that was, oh, is it Hot Fuzz? Is it Hot Fuzz? Or is it I think Hot it's Fuzz? Hot Fuzz. Is it it's Hot yeah. Fuzz? Isn't it? I'm thinking of the, the film Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Hot Fuzz. That's what I think of. I think that's what I think of. Yeah, yeah. But but that one for me was like I went through a massive breakup with that, but it was like, but it it, it solidified a moment. Yeah, the whole mm. album was. Just, no, that makes you know, sense. That makes sense. You know, like yeah, right. So, where did where did your sort of, where did music really start to communicate with you? What do you remember first listening to? Do you know, it was funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it's definitely me, me dad's me dad's record collection because he had he, he was well into his reggae and stuff, but he was. He loves Supertramp. Right. Oh, Supertramp. Yeah. yeah, I have, yeah. And, you know, and uh, Pink Floyd. So, like, you've got you've got all these albums that you open up. They've got, like, gatefold sleeves. And you've got, all, obviously, all the images. Mm. One, one of them's called Crime of the Century. And it's it's basically 
up in up in like outer space and it's just um well it's like prison bars that are in outer space with these two two fists hanging onto them that and it's in outer space so as a kid like you're like Know what is going on there? <laughs> you know, you know, I, yeah. I just and and then obviously Super Tramper. Have you? Have you? Heard, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not you know, listened to him much. To be honest, but. you know, they've got some absolute class. Uh, just really good funky pop, but but they're out there progressive. So progressive. it was the artwork that drew you to yeah, um, yeah, music more than the actual music at the start. You see, I yeah. mean, I'm obviously an oldie, like you know, like so, oh, yeah. so, but so we've kind of you know us like Gen Xers if you will we've we've grown up with albums mm. and it's like I miss now I, I mean I literally got rid of my albums and it's all sort of it's come back full circle because I, because people realise that it's nice to own mm. it's nice to own a collection Absolutely, yeah. instead of just streaming it you know no yes. that makes sense it's, I think the sad uh, day was when uh, all the Beatles albums got put on Spotify that wasn't too long ago was yeah, it no. yeah that was like a Christmas day wasn't it yeah it was, yeah, a, it was, it was a Christmas yeah, it was. day a couple yeah. of years ago I remember yeah. thinking that was great though, because I like, oh, I can get all these albums for free. But like you say, I I do sometimes listen to vinyls and that, and the artwork and reading bits and bats inside yeah, the, the yeah. artwork is. I'm the same though, because yeah. like, I grew up with CDs, and like even yeah. the CD, you'd still have the lyric book yeah. inside. Yeah. You'd still have that yeah. collectible thing, and it was great because you go to a HMV, you go to Woolworths when it was about, yeah. yeah. And like, oh, a single had come out. You could buy yeah. a single at that point, and then they stopped that and went just really. For they stopped. They mm. stopped. So they stop the singles, yeah. Really, because um, I mean, I crazy. used to go. You've heard of Action Records? Action Records at the top of Church Street. I've heard of it. Yeah, I'm pointing out here, we're in Charlotte. We're in Charlotte. But in Action Records, it was it was uh, people would bring their albums, sell their albums, and buy secondhand stuff. So that was just like TK Maxx Records. It was like, and the amount of times that I went in there and discovered new bands because they'd always have something on. You know, yeah, you, you yeah. know, so you'd be, you'd be oh, I'm, and like, I've discovered, have you heard of Masters of Reality? No, I've heard uh, of them. I've heard of them. And the, they're the guys who um, produced um, Queens of the Stone Age, you know, right? You know, like the, the first kind of big album, yeah, 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 Songs for the Death, for the yeah. Death, they, oh, they were what on, an album, you know, by the way, yeah. But you'll hear, and King's X, another band that I've mm. discovered that, you know, like. You, that you wouldn't normally. Mm. You wouldn't. Do you think normally. there's a magic in that? Take almost going to a record store and taking a punt on something rather yeah. than say googling it or yeah. listening to some stuff yeah. on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. You can actually just go. Oh, I might give this a bash. It might be crap or you might fall in love. Yeah, with yeah, and that's, lottery, and that's that, and that's yeah. the thing. And, and as well, I mean, uh, Noel Gallagher's uh, like said about you know uh, the fact that. You you just hear songs now. You just hear like you'll mm. you'll just have like a suggestion of a, of a of a single or a song where you don't really sit down and listen to an no. album now. No, you know, and no. you don't get the artists what what they're actually trying to no, get right. across. Because it is a story throughout the album. A lot, yeah. a lot of albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you know yeah. And generally, generally, you know, in thirty seconds whether you're going to like it or not, mm. don't you? As well, so people only give it that time, and that's. Even that's the unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, even that's the unfortunate thing about about this this generation where it's gone to everything's online. You can access everything. No one's got yeah. patience anymore. Yeah, and yeah. um, I'm I'm the same with TV TV series. Mm. If someone tells me, "Oh, that series is good," but it, it takes a while to get into it, I'm like, "Listen, I'm out five out of seven yeah. nights a week. I've yeah. got the time to no. get into no, the series." No, oh. so the amount of box sets, so. <laughs> 
We got such a selection now. You used, to, you used to have to have rich parents with a Sky, like a massive Sky subscription in Sky Movies. Didn't I'm, you? I'm going through uh, Monkey at the moment though. Right, <laughs> Monkey Magic. <laughs> <laughs> It's like 52 episodes. It's like ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> wow. All an hour and a half long. Oh, oh mate, it's funny though. So when did that? So when did going into record shops, um, looking at the artwork, taking a punt on on albums and records? When did that then turn into a? Actually, I want to actually get out there and start doing it myself. And oh. I'd be interested because I was thinking at home. I was like, what do I actually want to ask you today? And I wanted to ask you like, why you? Why bass? Basically, not yeah. there's anything wrong with bass, but yeah. um, I suppose it. In an ideal world, most people go, oh yeah, I want to be doing these mad riffs on, or being the lead yeah. singer. What, what, well, I'm asking you two questions here, but what got you into bass and what got you into gigging? Yeah, I don't, I think, um, it's funny because I've, th- there's a mate of mine who's just got in, back in touch with me, who was like part of the whole thing. And he, I moved to Horton at the time, so I was about 15, 16. And it just so happened up until that point I'd, I'd been listening to music with my dad and that and I'd done a few piano lessons when I was younger yeah. so I had a little bit of musicality but but the um, but the whole thing was because I moved into this area I had a mate who lived next door who, who had a flying V you know like and he was into all these right. albums and I, up until that point I was more of a trendy first gig I ever went to was Five Star. Okay. You had a Five Star. He's like, it's like England's answer to the, the Jackson Five. Right, okay. Basically, but, but really pop, really, yeah. really glitzy pop. And you know, like, it, it bites as well, but they're another band that you need to check out. Uh, like, yeah. Amazing band, amazing band. But the, the, the thing with it, with it was, was that it brought it off the page. So I'd always seen music as being something that you consumed and you, you I didn't even see it as you, you consumed it. It was always something other. So it was, it was something that other people did. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you'd go around to your mate. I had a mate who literally had a drum kit in the corner. Right. And he literally let me sit in with his, his, jazz, his, his jazz drummer teacher had come round give him a lesson right so i'd say all right i'm off no you're all right sit there <laughs> so i'd just sit there and like watch him yeah have a, have a lesson you know like wow you know so like, getting these mini pieces of, so, of inspiration so all the time really like gives you wow maybe i could do that right, you know yeah, you know yeah. like and there's what and then there's, you, you you know they're all talking about guitars and they're reading kerrang and, yeah. and metal hammer and then and then a bass came up for sale. I literally walked down to Wire Walton with me 50 quid, like, yeah. you know, I, I badgered my mum for 50 <laughs> quid. And, and it was, and I think it was just, and I, and I think it was just that everybody were playing guitar. And I think it was more like, come on, why don't you play bass? Yeah, you know? I see. <laughs> yeah. because, just to be because, different. Because, <laughs> yeah, well, because we, we, we could do with yeah, the bass yeah, play, yeah. you know, you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but I think, it was one of them things you know yourself you know yourself when even if you can't play a note when you cause it with a guitar it's so accessible but as soon as you sit one on your knee it's it's there mm, you, you, it's you, you can you kind of something goes yeah something, mm. you know and you kind of think I'm, I, I, yeah i'm gonna get into this yeah that's wicked you yeah. know and I, and I think that's that was the thing after that so there know? weren't any bass so how old were you when you picked, first picked up a bass then about 15 yeah. right and were there any yeah. bassists that that like inspired you at the time or, or was it simply a case yeah. of we just need a bass player and that's what no it would, yeah no it was because i'd i'd got into so I, over time i'd got out and got into metallica and like so that at the time the album the latest album was master of puppets like it was and cliff burton had actually 
just died actually right. in 1986 so um yeah, that was the so, last album yeah, he's actually so on, it was, wasn't it? So it's, we're talking 1987-ish, mm. you know, like, yeah, mm. sort of when I was really getting into it. And um, and it was, yeah, I was just all over Cliff Burton and um, Joey Bellard. No, jo- Joey Belladon was the singer, isn't he? Out of Anthrax. I can't, I'm trying to think of the... Oh. Oh, no. what's the bassist called? I can't think. Oh, it's, can't uh, think. That's, that's done my head in now. I hope you don't listen to it. <laughs> but, uh, no, but no, but, but again, but these 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 basses were were just rattling out these these really like fast bass lines, and having to keep up with all these thrash, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 thrash yeah. riffs. You know, like you know, you've heard Metallica, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that and that's that's me kind. And I mean, this, this was like my, my dad was. He couldn't believe I was getting into that because he's into reggae and dub and right. blues and jazz and, <laughs> and all this kind of thing. And then all of a sudden I get this long hair and I've got heavy metal t-shirts on. Was he bothered by that? Or uh, just let you crack on? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. He, was, he, was, he was just well into the fact that I was into music. That's good, that's you know, good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You oh, know, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, you then took up the bass. When did you join your first band and what were you, what were you actually doing in that band? So, oh... You see, the, the first in, the first in for me was we had an amazing music teacher at school. Mm. So before he came, so I was about 14, so this is before I even got into bass. In fact, we had a bass at school. But before that, it was all clarinets and right. all the musty stuff, you know, like recorders and yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But then he brought in drum machines, a drum kit, guitars. Uh, keyboards and all that kind mm. of stuff so we all got into keyboards you know like that you know the one finger chords and drum yeah. beats and you know all that kind of thing but then he, he basically transformed it to the point where we 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 started playing I mean we, we did we did um, a red nose day and they actually converted the arts theatre into uh, basically a pop concert for the day it was like a 15 minute 20 minute concert there was right. three acts on so we had a girl in our year who could sing a bit like Whitney Houston right, right. there was a guy who liked to play a little bit of folk and then there was us who were into heavy metal but <laughs> we were made it because it was Red Nose Day we did yeah. um, we did the theme tune to Trumpton right. Right, okay. to, to open up <laughs> so, so we came on to Trumpton and then there was um, we had a nuclear assault no. They, they were like a, no. there was loads of thrash bands around at the right, time. Right, yeah. But they'd got um, this really cool tapping solo. So the guitarist had sorted that out, but he had had a broken arm just before. Oh, wow. So we had to rehearse at lunchtimes the, the week before, right. like going up to this, because we'd not rehearsed. He'd only just got his cast off. So all the people, all the all the kids have been listening to us, uh, you know, you know. And then we played this. We put our own lyrics to this. Uh, I mean, if you listen back to it, it'd, it'd be absolute trash. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we put our own lyrics about being at school and it, and it being rubbish and all that. But but it was literally like a five minute thing with this tapping thing. But the the uh, the music teacher had basically he'd sorted out a strobe light for it during that. Mm. So by the end of the day. We'd literally packed the the uh, the whole or the whole like uh, theatre, like, the yeah. theatre every time. So everybody were buying tickets for like five p, oh, ten p. Nice. So it was a charity, charity yeah, thing, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
So, but by then everybody was getting into it. Yeah. So like, I was literally a rock star for a day. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was literally, you know, it's the only time I've ever been a rock star. But, <laughs> but, but to be honest, it was just, it, it was that like, you it on, was a, oh, it was a real good yeah, taste yeah. of just good fun. You know, it was good feedback. And, uh, and the music teacher give us that, he set the PA up, yeah. put Mike the kit up, you know, and give us that, yeah, you know, yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, you so know, from then on, did you feel respected in your in your year and stuff? After that, you were kind of yeah, like you were the music I, guy. I, I, I suppose we, we were the we were the fifth years anyway, and I yeah. mean, you know, we'd all grown our hair and all that, and uh, <laughs> you know, it was all that kind of thing. But it was, but it but it did it did spur us on, like, yeah, that's you know, wicked. yeah, that's yeah, wicked. For, you know. So right, how, how long did that band carry on for? Sorry. Oh, so it, that that kind of was just for that, and then right. we kind of all left school. And you know, like how things yeah, go in yeah. life. Mm. People, you know, different colleges, different jobs, and then. We, but we we did get a band together after school, and it was uh, we called ourselves Blowback. Blowback. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but but that but that was quite cool. We wrote our own stuff. We did. Um, we did like covers, Hendrix covers, Cream covers, yeah, and things yeah. like that. You no know. drug influences in there, though. I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, there's, yeah, to be honest, quite a few. <laughs> but, but you know, but but I mean, it was it was of the time. No, yeah. You know, so blowback, blowback, they turned into splashback. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, you know. But it's it's. Uh, but yeah, we, but it's funny. The Preston was a little bit different, and we we Ooh. started getting gigs at. It was called the King's Arms, which is now a butty shop at the end of Church Street and right, the Lamb yeah. the Lamb used to do yeah, gigs and yeah. that's now a block of flats yeah. well, they've actually converted it into a bit of an arts place now I've not been but it's uh, but yeah it was a different scene then there was yeah, loads right. and loads of venues loads of bands in town right I reckon we take we basically get half an hour on the camera before it goes off so we go it, we do it in breaks so yeah. we've, we've kind of covered your early early years so we're then going to move into different parts of your life in the next okay. part so we'll pause it there and we'll come back in a second so see you in a bit see you in a minute hi there how you doing it's me the legend that is i'd just like to take a little bit of time out of the episode to promote a certain music shop that i've had really good experience with so it is blackstone music and it's located in Heskin Shopping Village. Chris Bannister there has been really helpful to me. I had trouble a couple of years ago um, buying from a sort of commercial superstore one of my acoustic guitars. Um, so I went to Chris and ended up getting a completely new guitar. Ever since he's helped me with, you know, fixing bits and bats on the guitar and he's just a really helpful, friendly guy. He was up always got the time of day for you with music related questions and stuff like that so big shout out to blackstone music as i said it's in heskin shopping village go and have a look at it it's got they've got some great stuff there and some great service back to the episode hello and welcome back to the podcast i hope you enjoyed your advert we're here with lee jones and my very good friend luke of course (laughs) so we Covered the early life, uh, Lee. So, what was uh, your experiences in sort of later years, your twenties, thirties? What happened? Well, going with <clears throat> blowback, kind kind of carried on. We we started playing in Preston. We didn't we didn't do loads of gigs, but um, it's like you were saying before. Why was I why, why was I a bass player? But I ended up just playing all around Preston. Mm. Um, and there was more venues then, there was more bands as well. 
but 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 basically I was I, I just. I'd just play in all all sorts of different bands because I was playing. Everybody loved like Led Zeppelin and um, what else were kind of Deep Purple and that kind of thing. Black Sabbath, all the all the rock tunes, all the all the pub rock tunes, a bit of yeah. um, Brian Adams and all that kind of thing. That was the that was the thing at the day. I mean, we're playing indie at the moment, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that seems to be a staple. You know, there's still the rock. You know, yeah. there's still people still love the Black Sabbath and what have you. Mm. But um, but so so later, I suppose with the with the with the blowback thing, that kind of petered out. We 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 had a couple of drummers, but then I joined a band called Stands in Jail, um, which which was an absolute crazy band. Crazy indie band, but that, what I would say would is true indie. Whereas the, the um, not that the the indie yeah, we're yeah, into yeah. isn't true, but it, but like it's but it's still independent, isn't it? Mm. But it's but it's I suppose the true indie. What I mean by that is is that we're more baggy, we're more into the Stone Roses. We were kind of we were around about when um, Oasis were around, but we were a lot more. A lot more sort of punky, really. A lot right, more, yeah. much, much louder and much more brash. And and we, I mean, we had a guitarist that was into Frank Zappa, um, wow. and we we would just play for hours. We would, I mean, sometimes with empty places because we would just go <laughs> off. You know, you'd you'd play a song. But then the middle eight would turn into a middle sort of half an hour. <laughs> you know, you know, it so was just like indie just, punk meets prog. <laughs> yeah, and, and then but he had like Mick Mick Billington. He's a he's playing with uh, Zoo Maker now, uh, and he also played with Trippy Tarka for a while. But he's um, he, he had this Vox amp, and he had to turn it up to get. I was talking to him about yeah. this, you know, to get that sound. But it was uh, it was tuned, so it wasn't an AC thirty. It was a hundred watt. Right, but, right. Yeah, but like it would make your ears bleed. <laughs> but but you know, like at the time, you know, it was amazing because we we had all the gear and we 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 basically lived together. You know, like the, it was the drummer and the 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 Mick and Alex. They used to live basically in the same house. Right. They literally knocked through from the bedroom. Uh, so that the bathroom was a vocal booth so they, they literally drilled through so that they put actual plugs in nice so they you know like and then so you'd record record on a on a, on a four track it was all Tascam but they would just constantly record yeah just, yeah, just yeah. so was this bobs. recording original stuff you were writing you stuff like in, ri- yeah. writing original yeah. stuff so he, so Mick Mick would have even he would take it to studios we, we, we did quite a bit of recording but he, he had um, like a little mini suitcase, but he, he would use like a CB radio, you know, like uh, off a, you know, you know what a CB is. Yeah. yeah. It used to be quite a craze, you know, before sort of mobile phones and mm. stuff. You have, you have you not seen Convoy, the film Convoy? Because a lot of truckers would use, use these, you, you've got all these channels, and you can speak to who you want. You've got you basically got you can either have a desktop set or a, or a handheld yeah. set. You, you'd see massive aerials on top of like uh, houses all over the place, and you'd know they were into CB and what have you. Right. And uh, so, but anyway, but he would take take one of them off, 
and literally put a put an XLR on it so you could actually have yeah. like a you know like a what? to record with yeah. and and, wow. and he, he had an old phone that you could use so you, so instead of having I mean these days you don't need all that you, you've got your, your laptop yeah, and, yeah. It, and it'll filter things for you and give mm. you that effect but they were they were just playing with stuff you know it was just it was a, it was a, it was you know looking back at it, when it it's like I said to Julie about about making it it's like it's not until sometimes you look back and you think we'd we'd already made it yeah you yeah. you you, you want to make it like in the in the business you want to be that whatever you know you want to sell a lot of records and things like that but I think for me the music is it's about making the music. Yeah, it's about, yeah, you know, being in it. You know, yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. being in there with your yeah. friends and yeah, yeah. and and you know, and because that's the magical times. Because they pass, they yeah. go, they go, they, yeah. they go so quick, you know, and and it, and it's and it, yeah, we we had, and like, you know, we just basically lived in the mills. No, you know, like, yeah. And just, so were you working then? Then so is this in the nineties or I late eighties? Yeah, I was in and out of work. I in was and out of work, but yeah, music was the thing. Music yeah. was the thing, and yeah. it was it never really took off. I mean, I, it got until I was thirty, and I thought, oh, well, I've, I've got to get a proper job, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Yeah. But but it was um, but it was fun times, you know. It was really fun yeah, times, yeah. really good times, you nice. know. So you were saying about obviously basically being a sort of full-time musician in the sense that that's mainly what you're doing. What was the music scene like back then in Preston? Were places a lot busier generally? Um, yeah, there was there was there was such a. I, and I'm, I, I, well, we play in the what's that rehearsal place we play in now? What's it called? Oh, um, you Gem, know, it's, it's, Gem Studios, I think, is that the actual name for it so that's pretty much where it's ended up now and it's really good to see i was i was really because the mill you know it, it's it's a bit cold and damp yeah right yeah, these yeah. Days, you know but um but at the time you've you had all sorts of bands there you had acid jazz you had classic rock loads of really i mean we had zentrix that would practice there so zentrix were a sign band mm. at the time, right. you know. So they, uh, there was a guy called Dougie Daggers, <laughs> and, he's, and he's what a name! Uh, what and what a name! And and he fit his he fit his name perfectly. Um, God bless his soul. But he's, but uh, but again, these characters were around, and it was it, it was it was a different scene. Mm. It was a different mm. scene. It wasn't as much of your acoustic yeah. solo artists mm. and things yeah. like that. There was much more of a push for for getting just getting a band together and yeah. writing your own thing and just yeah yeah loads still loads of good covers bands around though really good cover artists good so solo what's um oh, I can't remember his name now but there's uh, there's there's a couple of really good good songwriters around in Preston at the time as well and the Lamb the Lamb was like full of jazz funk blues bands yeah. like every week and would that be every maybe in the week as well like because you, yeah. you know you don't get yeah. as much weekday music maybe no. now do you my dad would take me out you know for a coke you know because I was like what 16, 17 so he'd like literally take me out on a Tuesday and he said oh free parking around tonight and I mean free parking there's a guy called Norman Helm yeah. on bass and another local sort of to me a legend you know great bass player unbelievable but he would always be in these funky really you know yeah. like, or I mean to be honest he's, he could play anything but but there was all these different musicians that would, would play 
Yeah, funk, jazz, mm. you know, really good. Really nice. good. Yeah. You know. so, so, like, obviously, we said it, we've asked about, like, the types of bands around. Was it, well, really, there's only sort of one venue, I suppose, in, in Preston that's really known now, and that's the Ferret. Yeah, yeah. How many of that type of venue was there for original music? Because obviously, yeah, what, what you were mainly playing. What was good when when we were playing with Blowback, you could so that you were around the corner from the Lamb, so it wasn't even like um, you didn't have to pay to get in. It's just a pub, so you could just literally walk between two pubs that were like within spitting distance, mm. and you would have a live band on Friday and Saturday night for definite. But they would have bands on all week, so you just walk up and down. And just go and have a pint in there, go and see what's going yeah. on. You know, and so they were the two main small venues. But then you had, I played the uh, Students' Union, uh, I think once. Um, that was that was with a band called Junkyard Angels. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to mention them. God, Loz, Loz will be kicking me for that. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's a band that I, that, that I started with from school. And they, they were like... Um, like yes, what what would you call it? Have you heard of Queensrÿche? Queensrÿche, kind of kind of glam sort of right, glam okay. sort of rock, you know, like yeah. But but again, writing their own stuff. Yeah, you know, like this is and what it's all about. All this was like all the original music then was sort of going on in pubs as well. Like, yeah, no. yeah. But but I mean, we were lucky. We were lucky that um, there was a, there was. I think it was it was to push. Like when um, the record companies, I think, wanted to push the new indie scene, mm. like right at the, this would have been 93, 94, and the Heineken Music Festival, they had it two years running. And we had Oasis, we had Oasis in Abenham Park, but this is before anybody knew who they uh, were. Yeah. The Verve played, yeah. the Verve played, and then, but we had Carter, Unstoppable, Unstoppable Sex Machine, and all right. these other, you know, um, Boo Radleys, you're a Boo, Boo Radleys. Radleys, right? You know, wake, wake up, up Boo, it's a wake, yeah, morning. wake up, Boo, <laughs> yeah. But so, so there was, but I don't know. I, I still think the music's healthy now. I still, yeah, it's I just still, different, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a different scene. I, yeah, I, it's um, it, it seemed a little bit more accessible, and there seemed to be. I, we know that, that lockdowns, yeah really sort of like yeah. snubbed there's, there's embers mm. there's embers still burning but it's it's really I mean it, the whole hospitality industry yeah, yeah, took yeah. a massive but it's interesting to me how like you were saying Lee like um, you know original music was accepted in pubs because now if you go and have a gig say I don't know at the Rose and Crown down the road you, you can rarely have a full night of original tunes so no. you know it's you've got to do the covers and you've got to do the generic covers as well yeah. um, so I yeah. wonder I wonder why I wonder when was that tipping point when, when, you know I wonder why that is why people don't want to hear original stuff now and they, they did back then I don't know is it, is it to do with the attention span again and stuff I don't know it's an hard one it's an hard one because I think it's funny I was I was listening to a, to a podcast the other night about the fact that there seems to be like I mean I don't <laughs> I don't remember the 50s or the, or the 60s but I do remember going from the 70s to the 80s 80s, 90s and then, then into the 2000s yeah. and there was a de demarcation you had, you had like a run up to, from the 70s which was, which was led by punk 
mm. which then brought about a new wave, which then demarked, you went straight into the 80s, which then gave it a totally different feel. 90s, you're coming up with rave, and then yeah. you're coming up with, you had, I mean, when Nirvana dropped, mm. And, and then you had Pearl Jam and you had all these bands when they dropped it, it literally made a huge splash yeah. you know like we had you had, you had these and, and, but leading up to that you had I mean Bon Jovi sounded really heavy to me at the time <laughs> you know like whereas now it's kind of you, you, you know well I, I mean I, I got into all sorts of bands since like but but I think I think going into the two thousands, there's there's been a different way of producing things, and I think I think it's just with the, the techno, techno, technological yeah. age. I think it's yeah. just it, it's it's kind of blended things a little differently. Yeah, I think especially with like you punk know. and stuff, it's like fa- fashions follow that, culture follows that. Whereas with maybe music now and stuff, there isn't that movement, is there? Like you say, there's not, there's not, and I think I think. There, there is this thing where we've got screens in front of us yeah and so we we listen to music differently we we engage with it differently although it's you know to be honest i don't go out as much and see live bands but yeah. when i do the, it's, it's still there yeah it's still there it's, it's just the whole yeah. the whole thing is still there yeah it's still alive and kicking yeah there's yeah. some amazing bands out there yeah. that I, i've never heard of i, yeah. Think, yeah. I think the thing is as well lee i watched the interview with frank zappa um you can find this on youtube and there's a bit in there where he's sort of talking about the music and this was maybe in the 80s and he sort of said do you know what you used to have these old guys running the music business that knew like that didn't really understand what was going on mm-hmm. they'll go we don't we don't know what it is but we'll take a chance on it and then then you all of a sudden in like the late 60s 70s maybe even the 80s young hip guys started coming in and would tell you that's not what the kids want yeah. and it was labels dictating then to what what was going out whereas in the 60s you could have you could literally have a boy band go number one one week the next minute the next thing it was a seven minute prog rock prog yeah. song is number one well as well though the the um the whole the whole scene was i think there was mm. so many more dance halls the, the 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 act of going out was was people actually danced mm. yeah and they also there was a circuit Mm. Yeah, you know, I can remember talking to a guy. Who, I was at a computer course, l- learning how to use Windows. It was this new thing, <laughs> <laughs> and it was. But he was talking. He, he obviously knew I was into bands, and he was talking about. It. He said, "Oh, we used to just literally." Um, oh, there was a funny story there. We, we, we stands in jail and vans. Funny, funny. Anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> and he, but he was saying that you'd literally just you'd just go be at go. On, Chip in, buy a Bedford van or a, or a tranny van, right, yeah. and, and you just go and hit the road. Yeah, and it, there would, but there would be like a few venues in every town because everybody, that's where everybody mm. went. Yeah, to hear the music, it, and it, or you'd have a jukebox, but that'd be in the calf. So, mm. so things yeah, have just yeah. so they've come on so much. And how did you know? Yeah, go on, carry on. Sorry, go on, no, <laughs> no, no, no. no I'm just interesting. So, did you go through? So, so when you were with your band and you're booking gigs. How did you get the gigs? Did you go in with a, like a like a CD or a tape? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, or so did you we, go through agencies? No. Well, we tried agencies, but it was more. We did a few gigs in Manchester, so it was more that 
we got a couple of Friday nights. We played the night and day a couple of times when I was with Stans in jail. But, Big venue, but it was, yeah, it's, it's, it's a decent venue. Mm. We got like, you know, like, we, we, and again, like you say, we were an original band. Nobody knew really who we were, yeah. but, but everybody knew that the, the night and day was a good night out. Yeah. So if you're there on a Friday night, you'd have an audience. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you'd have people that would, would come and, and, and check you out, you know. Yeah. Um, but I suppose, I suppose the the main things with, with us was Wednesday, Thursdays was like showcase nights, right. Roundhouse, uh, is it the Boardwalk? Is it Boardwalk in Manchester? Yeah, yeah, there, there is, is, yeah. It's still going on. The, venue, the sure Star is. as well, is it? The Star. That, see, it's all changed now. Yeah, but, yeah, but there's, um, oh, is that in Blackpool? I can't remember. But there's, there was a few venues that would put four or five bands on. Yeah. And you'd just get your half an hour slot. I see, and try to impress just, sort of thing. And you'd just yeah. go on, go on, yeah. And you, so you'd all play to each other's mates, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did a couple of them in London. We tried it, you know, like our hand in, in London. But it's the same crack. It, it was, it's all very long shot stuff, to be honest. Yeah. You know, you'd make a demo, you'd go to a studio somewhere in Liverpool. We'd recorded a couple of times in Manchester. Uh, at, you know, like, say, a weekend of two sort of 10 hour sessions. Yeah. yeah. Got a demo together. Yeah. And then you'd try and push that. You know, it's, it's that kind of. It's yeah. tough going, yeah. It, it can be tough going. It can be tough going, but it's. But it's, I don't know, it's the fun in it. Definitely, being, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's, I think it's so much easier now, but it's, so, it's also very fragmented, very split, isn't mm. it? Yeah, it's you know, an oversaturation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You, you, you can just ping things to people, can't you? But you can ping it out yeah. there, which is, there's a freedom to that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah the there's a massive comes, freedom yeah. to it, yeah. you know. So was, was there anything with any of your bands where you maybe had, like you say maybe it wasn't even necessarily your goal um, and it doesn't need to be but was there any time that you'd written a song and it, and it went somewhere or, or started to build momentum um, how would you how would you make it build momentum back then just to be honest it, it was, I don't think we we actually sometimes we'd do a we'd do a gig and we'd, we'd build some kind you know locally You'd get a, you'd get a decent night, and you'd get a lot of people coming in, and it was usually people um, through through friends who, who were at uni. Yeah, so they, yeah. there would be a bit of a captive audience yeah. to be able to get into uni. They'd know a few people who knew a few people, yeah, yeah. and that kind of thing. But to be honest, we kind of we kind of never really 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 hit it, hard, you know, it? it yeah. and i think it was i think that's i think that's it i think it's it can be disheartening yeah it can no, be disheartening yeah. like you say but you, you seem like you did it for the love of it so yeah yeah thing, and, that, it, really. and that and that is that is the that is the buzz of it but it, it would have been nice yeah i think that's a whole thing with music i think people like chris in our band he, even though he doesn't write his own songs i think he's dealing with it when he's like looking out in the crowd like him and Jack are like oh oh there's no one dancing so they're not enjoying it mm. yeah yeah I think it doesn't necessarily mean that like being being an acoustic act I've had to look at faces to see if people are singing along yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think but the f fact is some places no matter how well you sing aren't gonna like you and yeah. I think <laughs> dealing with rejection is part of music no, it is. yeah and yeah. as long as you can remember what I always say to my students, you're going to get frustrated. It's going to be it's going to be tough at times, but yeah. as long as you can remember why you started and why you enjoyed picking yeah. up the guitar, that's, and keep that. Um, you need to. That's what it's all about. Yeah, 
I think it sometimes is. when it's a bad night, well, a bad night and people aren't necessarily looking at you, I, maybe wrongly, but you, you, you have to craft your songs to please an audience, don't you? So when the audience don't feel particularly pleased, you're like, well, I wouldn't do these songs anyway. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So you're like, oh, well, yeah. if you, you know, it's I a bit find, like that. I find this weird. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of battling with whether to carry, I'm not really like a, an acoustic, like you two are acoustic artists. You know, and yeah, and, and I have done a little bit. I've tried kind of singing and playing, <clears throat> you know, and I, but I, I just think I prefer being with a band. Yeah. And I prefer that whole. We want to dedicate you know, the next part whole, to that, actually, because it'd be thing. interesting to see how you're finding it, the acoustic side yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's, um, but yeah, it's, 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 I think when you do your own stuff, you do it. And I don't think you care what other people no. really think. No. You do want it to engage. Yeah, you yeah, you want do. it to engage, yeah. but you as long as you know you're proud of it and you want it this is where this is what you want to say. Yeah. I think yeah. that's 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 what it's about. Yeah. You know, and I think your taste develops then. Yeah. Your taste of, of how these things come across. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's Right, can I ask one more question before we have a break? No, I'd just be interested because you were saying about... <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you asking me? <laughs> You've just wasted the actual question. Oh, no, like, that's right. That is the question. You had one question and one question only. You've <laughs> 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 got five seconds. No. Uh, no, so you're saying about mainly original stuff that you would play. How did you find, as a band collectively, that challenge of trying to win an audience over that had never heard your songs before, that had never like seen you before. How did you find that challenge of they're watching you? You've you've got a short time to try and win them over. Did you enjoy I that think, process? I, or think, it quite... I think this is. I think this is the thing. I think it was. Um, I think it's for me. It's different. I, I, I see it differently. Yeah. I mean, we we were playing. We we do a we literally set up our gear and I'm talking about gear man we got <laughs> we had like huge speakers from yeah. the PA I had like a, a 15 inch and a 4 by 10 bass amp mm. like I say Mick got his amp uh, I think I think Phil had a Marshall and then we've got a big Ludwig kit <laughs> and we're in somebody's lounge <laughs> you know and we literally just played we were just playing yeah. you know and it, it's kind of for me it was more we we were just we were coming to you with it yeah whether, whether you liked yeah, it no. or whether you, you didn't it was it really was that and it was kind of we know we, what we're about yeah and it and it's it's uh, yeah it, do, you th do you think that's think, kind of like a youthful mindset like you know like you walk yeah. into it and you gotta think right i'm just gonna fucking own this stage and i don't give a fuck what you think yeah and like sometimes Absolutely. that attitude does get people into yeah, you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. But the first time I saw Mick, so this is before I'd, I'd joined Stands in Jail, they literally had, it was a battle of the bands at the mill. So in the club at the mill. Mm. So they, they, they had, they had um, Bruce, who, who was this hippie, who turned, in, turned out to be an architect in the end. But he was this, this hippie who was, who was doing juggling at the front. So yeah. it's like, you're watching, what's going on here? <laughs> They're all setting up. He had that like this this hippie bass player like it was like just it was really they just looked cool yeah but actually in the middle of the gig something blew up the whole PA blew up and 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 all you could you could just about hear Mick and you could you could hear his guitar a little bit but he carried on mm. you know but he had this thing I don't know he was just like like you say it's like he didn't care. 
but he definitely had that yeah. swagger. Yeah. You know, and he, and he just so and it, and for me that was what it was that was what it was about. Definitely. You know, yeah, you know yeah. it was it's kind of it's a good mentality to have. I think. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, because I because I think if you get too overconscious, I mean, obviously you want to, you know, like you we started saying you want to communicate, and you don't. So you don't want to. I don't know. Turn people away as Well, I, I don't know. I think sometimes you might want to yeah. ruffle people's feathers. Yeah. You, you might want to, you know, because like you, like you've mentioned Frank Zappa. Mm. There's somebody there who's sung about all sorts of things yeah. we wouldn't even think of singing about, you know, yeah, like yeah. Catholic girls. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of sorts of, and, and, you know, just, just the, he would politically and uh, socially make you think, mm. you know, and I think... It's, it's good yeah. it's good to be able to do that absolutely you know. yeah. right we'll better break there yeah, we'll have a little break and uh, we'll go on to Lee's solo career now in the next part <laughs> so uh, yeah we'll see you shortly <laughs> hello it's Lee from the One More Songcast I do apologise about interrupting your episode but this is a public service announcement now we need people to like share subscribe and follow us across social media youtube and the podcast platforms it would really help us to reach more people reach musicians like ourselves and reach just people who like listening to podcasts so across tiktok instagram and facebook you can find us at tom's cast one or just simply the one more songcast on youtube or your favorite podcast platform including apple podcasts so don't forget to download, rate and review on your podcast platform. Get in our comments, like, share, subscribe on YouTube. And also, just follow everything we generally do across social media. Cheers. I'll let you get back to your episode now. Hello, welcome back to the One More Songcast. We're into the third and final part of the episode now. And Lee, we're going to talk to you a little bit about your recent venture into... Um, acoustic guitar playing, basically. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. A little bit of the way that the local music industry is going, I suppose, like we said before, smaller venues and mm. um, acoustic acts. So you're having a bit of a, a go at it. How's it going I so have, far? Yeah, I've kind of, to be honest, I've hit a bit of a, a lull on it because I've kind of, it's, you actually alluded to it before when you were saying, I'm, you know, when you don't connect with an audience, you kind of think to yourself, oh, well, mm. I don't even want to be playing these no, songs. No, no. And I kind of, I think I'm having that conversation with myself because I'm a solo artist, you know, you can't just turn over to your drummer and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> call yeah. him a wanker. And you, <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly, you know. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think, um, I think I'm, 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 I'm sort of drawing back on it because I had, I had a couple of things booked and, I, and I, I'm, I'm looking at more writing now yeah I, this is what i really want okay. to be doing I, I, you know and i think i think even if it if it is just for my own pleasure but i think i've i've, I've really got to get it out there and yeah actually, yeah you so know, let's sing. rewind a little bit then so have you been playing acoustic guitar all your life the same as the bass or is it something you've no, picked no, up quite recently i've literally bought one of like a couple of how long ago now about 18 months ago right um i had my dad my dad let me one i had i had a a cheapy one that you couldn't plug in um, and the one I borrowed off my dad's it was alright it was a charity shop yeah, spec, yeah. you know yeah. cracking crack yeah. the body and stuff like that but it was so I've, I've kind of I've, I've just learned I've, I did a little bit of classical as in just trying to get the, the, the whole hand, hand moving yeah. and, and picking the strings and um, 
I find I find the whole keep being being the one man band is mm. really really challenging. It's tough, isn't it? Really challenging. I mean, I know nothing else really, but uh, and the pull the pull yeah. of the, the the rhythms from your, your your vocal to the to the actual playing, yeah, and then getting that getting a vibe, yeah, which is what I was saying right hard, at the beginning is to be a vibe, you know, like. Yeah. It, you, you feel you feel so very bare, isn't it? Very bare. Yeah, yeah. But it's but I, I found it very uh, liberating to the fact that I actually I, well we did the the Charlie live set which yeah is the, which is a proper set that I did like I mean it's going back in October now and uh, and that that was it was it was good to actually it's like a bit of a milestone you did know, you sing you, in a sweet shop or something because they have all sorts of random no, no, we were in Sam's bar took over Sam's bar but I actually sang um, where was it in, it was in the youth zone so I filled in for somebody I got a call off Nigel as he's likely to do and um, that was a quite a nice little city it was a bit like this actually yeah. in the sense that there was two lights a little PA and a load of like gym style benches okay, yeah, yeah and so that yeah. people are just coming and, and come and come and watch you for a while so it was quite intimate so it was it was a little bit more in a pub people i mean i did that little backup slot for you didn't i yeah yeah and people tend to just just mm. you know like it can be quite disheartening oh yeah i think you know like you you're playing your heart out you know i mean you know like I know I've got a lot of improving to do on that side of things, but when it's when not playing, even that though, no, you know, it's not. You know, it's no. uh, and it's and it's just, you know, and and they're on a night out. Mm. You yeah, know, it, you can't take it personally, can no, you? No, but, uh, no, it's, it's, it's easy too. Yeah. So I, go on, go on I think where I think when you came down that night, the issue is with the Rose and Crown is it's people come in and people go out, like yeah. and people like either start there or they come in towards the end of the night. Mm. So. You're in that sort of funny space where people are half darting about. Yeah. And yeah. also, Lee, the fact is, I've seen you do this. You've got a completely different take to what other people see with this. And it's it's weird how perceptions work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. When, I, when I saw you, particularly at Chorley Live, and even even then, like, it looked like you belonged there. You know, it's it's... It is difficult to get into it, yeah. and you've almost got to have that argument with yourself before. Yeah, that. I think I think as well. It, it's the um, it's like you said. You you you've got you, and you've both. I mean, I've talked to you obviously a lot more, Lee, but but like you've said in the podcast that you 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 feel like a jukebox. I suppose mm. is the way I'm paraphrasing mm. it. It's like you, you want to. You want to play the songs that people like, mm. but they're not necessarily ones that you would pick no, out if no. you had if you were a DJ. Not a chance. You know, no, you, no, you, and, not and I think, it, and it's it's difficult in that sense that you you're stuck in a box, aren't you? Where yeah. you, you can't really go out of that box too much. And Maybe a song somewhere here or there, but really you are stuck in the Sweet Caroline. And it's the same bracket. thing, you know, yeah. like like you say, it's the football chance. Yeah, it's the football chance. You know, with the Jerry Cinnamons you, and all got, that's all popular, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah it's all it's yeah. all very very popular. So let me rewind a little bit then. So so acoustic guitar you picked up about eighteen months ago. Um, what about the singing side of things then? So yeah, I, I took lessons just before just just before lockdown hitting so this we're talking obviously 2020 um so i i started taking singing lessons every week um with, with lawrence nunes yeah yeah he's, he's he's a good lad he's he's like he's um 
And he's, he's basically got, got a voice out of me because I didn't have any confidence. I, I, I knew I had to go on and have singing lessons because I had a go first and it, and you, you feel yourself shouting, you know yeah, what it's like, yeah, you know, and yeah. I've never really done backing vocals. I was going to say, did you not, you know, in, in your band days, did you no, not do it was, any, yeah. And it was always a confidence thing. It was always more like, I mean, I had hair. So I just, I just, I just, I just be into Hide it. Away. I, yeah, I just, yeah, I yeah. just be hidden away and just, just into the music and that that would that would be, I'm quite fine with that, you know. And it, and I suppose that's like a, a bit of an, an old to <laughs> Cliff Burton because that's all he was. Was mm-hmm. it? You know, he was known as the windmill, wasn't he? Like, yeah. just like <laughs> just be like, <laughs> going round and round, <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. So it's all that kind of thing. I mean, he he was some something else, but. But yeah, so I think I think it's um, with with playing the acoustic guitar. It's just it's been a whole. It's, it's to be honest, it's felt like you've kept saying it's rewind. I felt like I'm rewinding to a beginner, mm. literally starting from scratch. It is hard, you know, isn't it? To, it's interesting though. It's yeah. interesting how how you you are feeling that vulnerability a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. So so have you have you done any paid gigs yet, or has it been open? Has it been open mics? No, mainly? yeah, no no paid gigs yet. No, no paid gigs. I, I've uh, yeah, I've kind of put one back. I've, I had one. There's there's um, there's a little circuit in um, in the the working men's clubs, and it, and uh, I've got there's, there's they have like a, a little audition for what do you call it? It's like uh, they have this lunchtime session, right? Yeah. Where all the concert secretaries go, right? Yeah, go, yeah, you go, right? And I, I I walked in just to just to check one out. And they, they've got they've got like pie and peas on, and they're all they're all saying it's lunchtime. Yeah. But it's but they've got a band on. Right. You know, like they'll have two or three acts on, but all but all the concert secretaries from from around. Well, to be honest, we've got a little pocket. There's not many of these clubs left. Right. Yeah. So I, I've got I, I had a, a chance at one of them, but I'm but I, like I say, at the moment I'm I've just been trying to. I've just been trying to play. I've been like using the old laptop and just putting things down and trying to trying to you know write some stuff really. But more acoustic type yeah, stuff. Yeah, acoustic, yeah. but with drums and and obviously with yeah. with the bass and bring it all in. Nice, nice. You know, this is this is the this is where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah wicked, yeah. wicked. Yeah. So going forward, then, do you feel like you'll you'll be able to challenge yourself to overcome some of these uh, some of these challenges you face with the solo stuff, or is it a bit like this isn't me and I want to get more into the writing side? I think, to be honest, it's been a, I, I'm gonna it's been a bit. I've had a tough year this year, uh, the beginning of the year, so it's been kind of I've kind of put it on the back burner a bit, and when it comes to the songs I want to sing. It, I'm, I'm I'm unsure of what they are because because everybody does, you know. Um, Could you see yourself basically singing the generic songs of Brown Eyed Girls and that? Is that you? And if it isn't, then it's like it's hard, isn't it? it it's is hard. really hard. Yeah. It's really hard, and I think I think that's it. I think because it's it's like I see the music business now. It's so different, as mm. in the local scene, and then seeing you guys you know like you're doing so many different things you're balancing plates yeah you know you know lee's lee's got a couple of original things going going on on, you've got your acoustic thing going on you're teaching you you know your fingers are in all the pies you know you know and it's like whereas me i kind of i really did have all my eggs in one basket yeah like when i was you know and i suppose when i when i think about it now 
with me being like 50, like I just think I'm so happy to have the second bite of the cherry. No, in a yeah. way, you know, you think I'm just happy to be actually doing it. And absolutely, you know, and I can just plugging in and playing with all these great people. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, it's, that's what it's about. Yeah. So, how have you found? Like, obviously, you actually did your first gig with Flash Floods, and it was a mental gig, wasn't it? We uh, mentally. Oh, we had a we had. We had a gig at mine and Chris's mate's dad, um, dad's house, and uh, our bassist, basically original bassist, Simon let us down at the last minute. So Lee's could learn these songs in like two days. Yeah, yeah, it's picked up ridiculous like that. No, turned up like me and Chris have never met the guy. <laughs> Just turns up, rocks in like he's been in the band for years. <laughs> And then Simon's basically, he's getting busier and busier at work. He, cu- he couldn't commit to the band anymore. So literally we were like, right, Lee, can you join? Because yeah. that day he filled in, he had a beer with us all. I mean, we're playing the second set and my mate's stripping off in the middle <laughs> of the dance floor. <laughs> in the no. middle of his dad's living room. And then you start giving out awards. What, what, yeah, oh, oh, mate. The South like, Ribble Dream Boys. And all yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't a joke. No, this isn't a joke. Chris, like Chris proper, and a few of his mates. Proper plaques. Right, you know, like, right. like, like Man of the Year 2017. Yeah. <laughs> they started a fraternity about 20 years ago. It's very American, isn't it? Yeah. And it was just taking the mick. But on a stag do on the way to Newcastle, one of them set up a Twitter account, somehow triggered the algorithm with the first post, and they got 96 followers right. within a two-hour trip. Okay, they yeah. were getting followed in Saudi Arabia. I think it's still got a few thousand right, on Twitter right. now. But, um, yeah, they've, they've been cancelled a few times on Twitter as well. <laughs> I think they have, yeah. I don't That's know what kudos. they were posting back in there. That's proper kudos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if they had chosen to monetize that, they could have been the first. Yeah. Like, they could have been bigger than anything now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think they were just about keeping it real and just yeah, getting yeah. tanked every week. Um, and yeah, it just it turned into an awards ceremony. But it was, through, that was a, like a lockdown party, though, wasn't it? That was you know yeah. everything was starting to loosen. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think this guy basically wanted to open his house out. Mm. Who's, whose house was it? Was um, oh, my mate, my mate Bomber's dad, um, Andy. We call him the Godfather in the Dream Boys. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like he's the one you answer to. He decides <laughs> who him. gets in and out. You see him at the gigs. But they, you know, it's 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 good times. Good yeah, times oh, they're, they they're all know, they are, when we go to Leyland, and um, we actually played in the old Leyland Gates the other week. Yeah, and he come in. Uh, my mate Bomber goes in four hours earlier before before we've even got yeah, there to yeah, set yeah, up. Yeah. Not before we start. Four <laughs> hours before we've set up, and he's gone. He's gone to the bar person. Yeah, you know this. This is going to be mental later, don't you? The barman went really. And the next thing, he's there with his top up in the middle of the dance floor, like <laughs> dancing with anyone and anything. It's just, yeah, like it's Dave, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good sound. But but it's, it's great sound, you know. Like now we're, we've we've really gelled as a unit. Yeah, we're really gelled as a, as a band now. How does it come? How does like how does how does flash floods? Because obviously you played together in a band. If we've not mentioned that already, yeah. how, how does the band experience with with flash floods compare to some of the other bands? Do you do you obviously enjoy the experience of being yeah, in this band? I really do enjoy the yeah. experience. I think um, the the main thing with bands. I, I mean, I, I spent like five years with uh, Stands in Jail, but generally bands seem to just flip. Mm. You know, like they, they last a few months. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they're really difficult to keep together. And uh, and flash floods of it's a green patch. Yeah, and everybody's so supportive. Good. 
really good really really good like you know everybody's but everybody wants to improve yeah and and it's it's the, the whole sound thing we've, we've you know it seems to really come together yeah yeah and it's, it's you all seem like a likeable bunch yeah well, that's it yeah. you know that's, think, that's, yeah. that's the thing i think this is the thing we've got five different people with five different influences five yeah. different sets of influences yeah. everyone's got their own ideas everyone wants to suggest it see someone suggested some in the band group and literally we've got about 50 songs yeah, there yeah but when we get that one i mean it's it's literally like you could have someone telling you what's going on but you've got Leo direct when a song's struggling he'll sit there and be the director yeah. and like we need that bit yeah, more choppy yeah, and yeah, yeah. sit in the rehearsal room poor old chris sits there for hours doesn't he? <laughs> but yeah you're like you're like the director of the group i do i i, I kind of i feel like we've been i think it's a bit like um being in a footy team mm. and you you a goalkeeper will have and or a defender will have a different sort of idea of how mm, yeah. the pitch is looking how the team are looking yeah yeah, yeah. and you, so then you want your center back to yeah, be shouting out yeah, yeah, you know and i think it's like that you kind of you because you're a bass player you see things from a slightly different angle yeah and you want everything to be propped up definitely so yeah. that everything can just sit nicely on the are you quite strategic and a bit of a perfectionist with with yeah like I, structures and that kind of thing yeah because yeah. it's because that's where everything mm. you, you want your pushes and your, yeah. and your, your, your dynamics definitely absolutely down. you yeah. don't want it to just be full on you yeah, know, yeah, want, yeah yeah and, and i think it's but 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 everybody responds to that you know the, yeah. and, which is really good you know because a lot of people could i say a lot of people but you you um instead of taking it personally it's just a definitely it's literally like lee speaks and everyone listens and we're sort of like <laughs> we're sort of like yeah. right okay well yeah. well he's actually got a point i mean hey, we've got we've still got some big characters in that band oh yeah, yeah. i think every, I, I think you're still gonna be careful yeah yeah i mean there's there, there is there is times <laughs> where it obviously boils over me um but yeah. like generally 90 percent of the time generally someone will say something someone will bite and then we're all like oh you yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. that the next thing we're, we're joking about something yeah. completely different yeah. yeah i think that is the beauty of it normally you get to the get into these bands there's arguments within the first two months we never had that we've kind of just gone we've been relentless for like two years yeah, haven't we? Yeah. straight yeah. and i think yeah. yeah there's probably been a few more arguments like in the recent times but like yeah. i think that's just because when it's that relentless and you're spending that much time yeah. together you're not going to get knackered yeah, are you yeah, yeah, I think and that's the thing like we're trying to refresh the set and everyone is going to have different ideas and I think we've we've managed to make that set last a long time yeah. and there's no ideas it's See, that, going to be go, going back to what you were saying about the solo stuff that I think that I think that's the I think that's been what I found really difficult is is that it's like you build that material mm. so you're building all these songs so when you've got a repertoire that you can kind of pick from it's like go into say, your bag and pull out yeah you, you know yeah. you can say you can see what's oh that went down all right yeah i've got this one yeah you know yeah. and you can you can do that but when you've got you, you turn up and you've got your 12 songs yeah yeah you're right you know and it, it's kind of you yeah. know it, it, when you're a DJ, it's about, I suppose it's a bit like that, innit? You can feel the no, no. and think, oh, sack that. That's what yeah. I struggle with, though, because I've not been doing you know. it for a long, long time. So at the start, and even maybe now, I've I've not got the masses of songs to dip yeah, into. Yeah. So sometimes you have to just ride with it. Yeah. And, and you, and you, you know. forget sometimes as well how, how long it can... Yeah. You can kind of learn a song 
but but to really yeah really hone it yeah definitely and have it feel yeah, yeah. really you and know, the week goes so fast between the gigs as well that you can be like right okay finish my gig on Saturday for next week and then before you know it, it's Thursday night and you're like ah shit I'm gonna have to go with the same as last <laughs> yeah, week you know? yeah yeah <laughs> but you've, got, that, you've kind of got a few on the boil yeah, yeah you've kind yeah, of got yeah, a few yeah, songs yeah, on, on, on the similar yeah. Yeah. do you ever find you're getting close to perfecting a song and for whatever reason you you've blagged it like a couple of weeks ago. And you've played it better then, when when you when you've almost perfected mm. it, and it's that final little tweak, and the whole thing that yeah. the next gig falls to yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what is going on? Like, remembering lyrics is the worst part mm. of that. If you've got a couple of lines and you can't remember, sometimes they just come to you at the last what, minute. What is it, it all about when you read in the lyric? <laughs> and you've read it 50 times yeah, yeah, and his yeah. mouth still wants to say something. No, no. Yeah. It, it, and it just, it just blurts yeah. it out and you're like, why? <laughs> yeah. I still have to read the words because I have a little iPad. I still have to read the words to Dakota. Like right. the verses of Dakota and they're just like, I've never been able to process them lyrics ever. And just like get them in. Every other song I'm fine, but for that I, have, I always have to look at the lyrics. I'm like, one sec, just let me get my lyrics up. It's weird. Like I it. genuinely think that's a universal problem with that song. Oh, right. I think it's <laughs> like the second and ver- third verse. Yeah. Everyone, I've seen, I've seen about three covers artists recently and they've got the second and third verse the wrong way around. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what it is yeah. with that song. It wow. seems to curse. I've sang, yeah, the, same, yeah, I've sang yeah. the same verse yeah. three times before. I'm just yeah. like, summertime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, so we, we want to wrap you up because you know you've got to get off. Um, yeah, we, yeah. we want to we just ask you quickly. Um, so obviously you've played for so many years in, in a few bands. Mm. What's the craziest or the most memorable gig story, but in terms of like, bonkers or just something that sticks with you like maybe it might be a bit of a horror story or it could be something that happened to you or you put me on the spot there i can't even think of a horror story (laughs) have i I talked about some horror stories before i can't even think of any i think we've had a few but not i don't i I want i think uh, i think there's got to be one way i think i think the the craziest thing that happened with stands in jail was that (laughs) alex alex turned it's not even about a gig though that's all right but but it's is is that he turned up one night before a gig in this van and it was it was a huge Merc van, but he'd literally bought it for fifty quid. Right. It had no tax, no MOT, no insurance. We had a gig in London the day after and basically he got it checked out by a mate. Yeah, it's alright, it it'll do. <laughs> but this van was massive. You know, like the screen on it was like it was like a big van yeah. it was a big van so we got all the stuff in there and he literally drove it all the way to london and back <laughs> we, we, we were smoking spliffs we were drinking <laughs> beer all the way down <laughs> seriously <laughs> all the way down and back again and and did the did the gig i can't remember it was a it was like an egyptian themed club <laughs> in soho somewhere and um and then drove all the way back yeah. like one night, yeah. It just like, yeah, yeah. just like, you, he, drove, he drove it during the day and then we drove it back at the night, like after the gig and shared the driving, you know. <laughs> but when you, you know, when you think back yeah. and you think, what was, what yeah, were yeah. you thinking? What were you thinking at all? But, but yeah, it's crazy gigs. I think we, we, we stands in jail, they used to sort of empty rooms because we, <laughs> we would be so loud. Yeah, yeah, We yeah, would be yeah, so loud and yeah. proud and, and no, you cool. know, but it was, but we still had some good times. Ah, it was nice. really good. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Last question to finish off. Um, so more net like now, 
Who would you recommend? It could be a solo, it could be a duo, it could be a band that's local that are gigging at the minute. Who is there? Is there a, somebody that you follow that you quite enjoy watching? Maybe not a famous band, but more local. It could be yeah, like, yeah. There's 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 a last called Amy who um, I think she goes out as Amy Love. Okay. Uh, she's in Chorley and she plays plays her own solo uh, act, but she plays sax. I didn't know who it is, yeah. Act. She plays you it know, Amy, yeah, a bit, yeah. she, she, Is it she Amy LaVey? Is it like is that? It, yeah. Is yeah. that how she goes out? Yeah. Um, and yeah, she, she's a cracking lass. She's, you know, and she's pushing it out there. Yeah. You know, every weekend. But yeah, really talented. Really yeah, yeah cool. multi talented. Cool. Really sound lass. Good Brilliant. voice. Really good voice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really we'll, good voice. We'll put a um, Facebook page in the description for you to go and check her out as well. So, uh, massive thanks for coming on today, Lee. It's yeah. been a pleasure. Really yeah, enjoyed nice it. One. And uh, it was, yeah, that yeah, was different. I've, I've not done a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've not. I've not been interviewed. Yeah, you like, just got to forget all this stuff. You've got. You've yeah. yeah, got to forget. Forget it all. But it was uh, no. You. No, I enjoyed that, mate. Good host. Thank, thank you. And uh, thank you we'll much. see you soon with the Flash Floods band as well. So, yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget to follow us. Share the stuff, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you're, you're, if you're on YouTube and rate and review us on your favourite podcast platform. We'll see you next week. Nice one, cheers. Go, 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 go